Chapter 7 of Helps to Holiness. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Patty Marie. Helps to Holiness by Samuel Logan Brangle. Chapter 7 The Heart of Jesus. Give me a heart like thine, by thy wonderful power, by thy grace every hour, give me a heart like thine. We sang that verse with all our might one morning in one of those hours of heart-humbling and heart-searching when I was a cadet in the training home, and one of the cadets, at least, looked through the words and caught the spirit of the song. At the close of the meeting he came to me with a serious look and a tone of earnest inquiry and asked, Do we really mean it, that we can have a heart like his? I told him that I was certain that we could, and that the dear Lord wanted to give us hearts just like his own. A humble, lowly, contrite heart, believing, true, and clean. A heart in every thought renewed and full of love divine. Perfect and right and pure and good. A copy, Lord, of thine. Indeed, Jesus was the firstborn among the brethren. He is our elder brother, and we are to be like him. As he was, so are we to be in this present world. And he that saith he abideth in him, ought himself so to walk, even as he walked. Now it is impossible for us to walk like him, to live like him, unless we have a heart like his. We cannot bear the same kind of fruit unless we are the same kind of tree. So he wants to make us like himself. We judge trees by their fruit, and so we judge Jesus, and then we can find out what kind of heart he had. We find in him love. Therefore, Jesus had a loving heart. He bore the luscious fruit of perfect love. There was no hatred in his love, no venom, no spite, no selfishness. He loved his enemies and prayed for his murderers. It was not a fickle love, turning about every new moon, but a changeless, eternal love. I have loved you with an everlasting love, he says. Oh, glory to God, how marvelous that is! It is just this kind of love he wants us to have. Listen, he says, a new commandment I give unto you, 
that ye love one another as I have loved you. That is tremendous, to command me to love my brother, even as Jesus loves me. But that is what he says, and to do that, I must have a heart like the heart of Jesus. I know if we examine love, we find that it includes all the other graces. But we will look into the heart of Jesus for some of them. Jesus had a humble heart. He said of himself, I am meek and lowly in heart. And Paul tells us that he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, and humbled himself. Bless his dear name, he did humble himself, for though he was the Lord of life and glory, yet he stooped to be born of a lowly virgin in a manger, and wrought as an unknown carpenter for thirty years, and then chose to live with the poor, the ignorant, and the vile, instead of the rich, the noble, and the learned. While Jesus never seemed ill at ease or constrained in the presence of those who were mighty in this world's greatness or wise in its learning, yet his simple, humble heart found its mates among the lowly, hard-working common people. He cleaved to them. He would not be lifted up. They wanted to do it for him, but he slipped away for prayer among the mountains, and then returned and preached such a straight sermon that nearly all his disciples left him. Just a short time before his death, he took the menial place of a slave and washed his disciples' feet, and then said, I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. How that did help me in the training home! The second day I was there, they sent me down into a dark little cellar to black half a cartload of dirty boots for the cadets. The devil came at me and reminded me that, a few years before, I had graduated from a university, that I had spent a couple of years in a leading theological school had been pastor of a metropolitan church, and had just left evangelistic work in which I saw hundreds seeking the Savior, and that now I was only blacking boots for a lot of ignorant lads. My old enemy is the devil. But I reminded him of the example of my Lord, and he left me. Jesus said, If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I was doing them. 
The devil knew it, and he let me alone, and I was happy. That little cellar was changed into one of heaven's ante-rooms, and my Lord visited me there. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. If you would have a heart like that of Jesus, it will be one filled with humility, that is not puffed up, that seeketh not its own. Be clothed with humility. Jesus had a meek and gentle heart. Paul speaks of the meekness and gentleness of it, and Peter tells us that when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him who judgeth righteously. He did not strike back when he was injured. He did not try to justify himself, but committed his cause to his heavenly Father and waited. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. That was the very perfection of meekness, that not only would not strike back when he was lied about, but suffered the most cruel and shameful wrongs. Out of the fullness of the heart the mouth speaketh, and because his blessed heart was full of meekness, he did not thunder back at his enemies. It is just this kind of heart he wants us to have when he commands us to Resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. I know a colored brother, over six feet tall, with a full chest and brawny arms, who was recently put off a street car in the most indecent and brutal manner, but where he had as much right to be as the conductor himself. Someone who knew his past fighting record said, Why don't you fight him, George? I couldn't fight him, for God has taken all the fight out of me, replied George. When you put your knife in the fire and draw the temper out of it, it won't cut, he added, and fairly shouted for joy. Blessed are the meek, for he shall beautify the meek with salvation. End of chapter 7